Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Post Game Show, the hodgepod of nothingness on Pittsburgh Baseball Now. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Tyler Sweeney. Tyler, where's the Wilt Chamberlain 100 sign? Pirates, sure. you got the 100 loss tonight. It's yeah. the feat's not going to happen. You know, they, they're they were looking positive. They, they won last night. Felt like today they're going to stick at 99. Uh, I'm up on old takes exposed here in a minute. <laughs> but. Pirates lose their 100 tonight in the most Pirates fashion you can find. The Pirates tonight probably look as well as you do at a wife beater. <laughs> First of all, it's not it's not a wife beater, but I guess you it. look terrible. <laughs> so as I said, I was I was on a FaceTime call with Cody before this. Put a shirt on. on. Right, right as the show starts, I was like, oh, damn. Well, you know, too bad. I'm not changing the shirt. Yeah. If you would have paid attention, you would have noticed my smirk because I was planning on just trashing whatever you were wearing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Almost as much as I plan on trashing this team. Like, like the Pirates, I felt like going half in tonight. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about this game. Yeah. Let's just get into it. Let's just talk in. Let's do it. The Pirates. First off, this game to took begin. four hours, man. Four hours for a game that they led by four freaking runs. That's the biggest crime. Track. Because we could be we could be playing Chell right now. Yeah. That's why I'm I pissed. Go to bed. I don't care about hundred losses. I don't care about the, you know, the tonight's loss and they, they, they got, you know, the, the Cardinals came back from being down seven, three and won it. I'm mad that I can be playing NHL right now with you, Tyler, but I had to wait till now to even start the post game show. That's what yeah. I'm pissed off about. That did cross my mind. And that I don't have sleeves, but also I'm very tired. I already did a podcast tonight. Listen, people that are watching like, we got one more game. We're, we, as politely as I can put it, we have mailed this bad boy in. Just like this Pirates team did seven months ago. I'll be quite honest. I think mail, mailing in is a very bad term. We're just okay. tired. <laughs> We're tired. Because it's we've every been talking day. about this 100-loss team almost every single day for how many months? How many but, times can we talk about O'Neill Cruz looking doing something cool? Or Zach Thompson and Bryce Wilson not. Yeah. Oh God. But you know, I mentioned let's get into it, and we did the exact yeah. opposite. So let's get into it part three. So the start right. was with JT Brubaker. So 
I guess the one positive is JT Brubaker comes off the IL. He gets his final start of the season, right? He gets to be part of the Pirates team. Doesn't end the year on the IL. So, like, kudos to him. I mean, he deserved it after the season he had. You know, it just didn't end probably as well as he hoped. 2.2 innings, three earned. (laughs) So, I think my positive of the JT Brubaker thing, and we've discussed JT a lot. We've been back and forth on bullpen starter really this entire season and even going back to last year. He's a bullpen guy. It's not working in the starting rotation. He's finishing the year not good. He's had a very bad September and October. Really, he hasn't been good enough all year. He had a little bit of a stretch where he was a like okay starter, not good enough, but really it he's a he's a bullpen arm. And there's no reason that he should take a spot from a young guy next year. I'm still in between. And maybe it's just because JT no, that's going too far. Not not as far, not as deep as this, but JT Brubaker is kind of taking my Chad Cole love. That 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 hole that was in my heart, you know, that, that void has not been filled yet. JT's kind of taking it it because I I think I'm with you. Like if this was a very good playoff caliber team, I would probably hope you'd have five guys better than him. I'm I'm kind of at the point where I don't hate having JT Brubaker as a number five starter. Like, I think he could be a capable number five starter for any team for the most part. Because then, of course, you go in the playoffs and you're not a starter anyways, right? But he's going to give you enough innings, you would hope, right? I think he kind of showed that this year. He didn't, like, really break down the way he did last year. And I think, you know, even after this year, going into next year, you might feel more comfortable, like, as a fifth starter. JT Brubaker on a good team could be that. But what I'm very much more intrigued in is finding out what J.T. Brubaker could be in that bullpen. And gone posting, right, Kevin? actually asked that question on Twitter like three weeks ago, and that's kind of why I said it. I was like, you know, honestly, I think he can be a number five starter. I'm comfortable with him being a number five starter. But I'm real intrigued to find out what he could be in the bullpen because I think he could be potentially like this absolute weapon type of reliever in the bullpen. Not to go like to a Pomeranz type, but, you know, that, that failed starter who just goes in the bullpen – and his stuff plays, and it can be very effective. It's just the Pirates don't have a good rotation to, to do so. No, they don't. And the other part is, like, I don't want to go back into next year and have to listen to people tell me that JT is locked into the rotation. He should be the right. odd man out. When we're looking, maybe not the odd man out, he should be battling for that spot. Yes. And he needs to earn it because we're still talking about a guy that has probably a five VRA in his major league career over 140 this year, 130 last year and another 40 the year before. He's still a five VRA guy through this whole stretch. He had us believe a little bit. I even believed in him a a good bit, but at this point, I don't I don't need to see JT Brubaker before I need to see a Luis Ortiz. 
That's fair. That's fair. And like, that's not, I guess where I'm at, that's not so much JT's fault because Luis Ortiz could essentially be JT Brubaker or worse. Like that could be a thing. It's just, you're more intrigued because of the way this rebuild is and such. So, but like, it doesn't take away my thoughts on that. JT Brubaker could be a number five starter for many teams, but I'm with in the sense. And I think it was Jim and I who, who said this exactly going into next year, Rowanzi and Mitch Keller, your only locks. I feel like everyone has to battle, but I will say that I feel JT has the inside track on those that are battling. So I'm with you that it's not a lock. He has to earn it, but I feel like he has the upper edge opposed to an Ortiz. And I guess whatever veteran they bring in. I mean, if it's an actual true like good veteran, then that person probably does. But right. Yeah. Like guys like that. Um, yeah. I feel like we do see him definitely start in the rotation next year <clears throat> because we know what the Pirates are. We know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. I don't want – I prefer to not walk in next year and people just proclaim him as a like number three. Let's put it this way. I feel like he has an inside track. I feel like he's good enough to be a starter. And I'm perfectly okay if he is a starter on opening day. Not the opening day starter, but like in the rotation opening day, right? But I guess let's put it this way. As much as I said for Miguel Andujar, like if he's on the opening day roster next year, that's probably a bad mm-hmm. sign. Let's maybe word it this way. For all the things that we just said, if Brubaker finishes the year in the rotation, and this is us, like me giving him props, that's probably not yeah. a good sign because I think what we're getting at is he probably is going to be the one that starts sliding into because you have Keller, you have Ronzi, right? There's Quinn Priester who should be making his debut next year. There's Burroughs. You have Luis Ortiz. We are mixed on Oviedo, but I think he should get his shot and opportunity. So like to mention anybody they sign. Right. And the veterans. So like, you're already talking about like eight guys potentially that hopefully about year's end have like a real chance of being there. So like if JT still is, Probably means I don't know, Ronzi injury, Some, Mitch Keller regression. Something went wrong. But, but right, so that's probably the, the fairest point to put it. I think he starts, and he's good enough. But by the end of the year, if he's still in there, that's probably means that something went wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been we've we've discussed it like ad nauseum. We all think he's a bullpen guy. You mentioned Chad Cole. Chad Cole made me mention Charlie Morton. We're all on the same page here. Like we think there's more there, but at some point three years in, it's just not happening. I can't argue that. I mean, like you said, he's also twenty eight. Right. If he, he was twenty five doing this, it's different. All fair. But now that we just shit all over JT Brubaker, like, I mean, it was a good season. We're not season. even shitting on him. <laughs> like, we're not shitting on I think he he's a major league pitcher in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. He deserves a spot somewhere. Just might not be as a starter. And he's been given every opportunity to be one. More than yeah. he would be on any other roster. Mm-hmm. That's fair. 
anyways, he does make the return tonight. Again, last only 2.2. I mean, he did look he did look good to start. Then things came apart. Four hits, three earned, right? The walk, two strikeouts. <sighs> Gets replaced by Bryce Wilson. And that's when I just figured, well, the Pirates are already down. It's not going to go good from here. They're going to lose. Bryce Wilson, like. Dude, he sucks. It's, it, he, he does. Sucks. He, he does. He had one whiff tonight, right? One swing and miss the entire time. Like, it wasn't an, like a disaster was I was expecting. And he came off of a really good start his last time. But it goes 3.1, has two earned runs, one strikeout, three hits, two walks. He did his job, per se. Like, I'll give him that. But, right, like, I don't, again, after last start tonight, I don't want any part of Bryce Wilson for, for these reasons. He's, he's bad. And then for two, the reason we talked about J.D. Rubaker ending up in the bullpen. Like, there actually is things to come. There's no point of having Bryce Wilson on this club. No. He doesn't get enough swing and, swings and misses. There's, <laughs> he's bad. Like he's just an arm. Like he is Chase DeYoung. But Chase DeYoung ran into a good bit of luck. I yeah, don't want I, either. Like he's of them. worse than Chase DeYoung. Yeah, because Chase DeYoung ran into. But a we also don't luck. believe it. But for what we even believe in in Chase DeYoung, without the luck, I mean, I should say with the luck, right? But no, realizing yeah. that a lot of it was luck, like he still is worse than. Like Chase DeYoung can still get a they, strikeout. Man, they both just stink. <sighs> How? Th- how did a single scout look at Bryce Wilson and claim him a top 100 prospect? Isn't that what's mind-boggling? What, like, for what? You look at the stuff and, like, like nothing about nothing the is stuff. Nothing is good. But forget about the scout. Because, like, great, that's just third parties, non-affiliates. What were the Braves, a good organization, doing, like, bringing him up so young and early? Like what? Wh- why were they believing in this too? Like, what did he do? Why is this know. guy? Why was this guy a thing? I really don't know. I, he's I, not good I, at I anything. He's got a great beard. Well, that he looks old. I don't. Maybe yeah, that like, helped. Like he he should be twenty five when he was nineteen. Yeah, like the beard looks great. Slider looks bad. Curveball sometimes look okay. Fastball sucks. Like he debuted at 20. I know we talked about this before, but like I still just he debuted at 20. Yeah, and he sucks. And he sucked then. My guy and, debuted at 20 years old. And he's yeah, 25. Like, think like he's still young. And relatively speaking, he's still young. He's 24, but he's awful. And you're I, I mean. Like I hate, I hate saying this about. I mean, he's a major he's league player. Bad. He's better than any of us at probably anything we he's ever did in our life. Wow, but please. well, no, actually, we're way better please. at Chell than he is at pitching. But I would take Kyle Hendricks. <laughs> See ya. But like, I I don't. It it really is like there's a lot of people who just have like incredible stuff, 
and it doesn't come together. Right. And like, you can understand why they're a top prospect because you fall in love with that stuff. If this guy can figure it out, it's tantalizing what he can do. He's got what, nothing. What, what did Bryce Wilson ever have? Because he I don't see even have, Like he doesn't even have pitchability. Like he's not a good pitcher. Like, he doesn't <laughs> locate. He's bad. What? He's, get, he's like, 6'2", 225. That's what he had. <laughs> no, he's like, uh, yeah, pretty much. Like, he has a build of a number three. Like, I, if I grew, like, six inches and ate fast food all the time, can I get traded? Work on the beard. Then we'll talk. That's fair. All right. Donardo? I'll tell you what, you get some just for men, you get traded immediately. Well, sign me up. I'm ready to make some money. But my luck, the Pirates will, you know, option me two days at the end of the season and I'll be short. Yeah. You know, I was, I was already banked that money, Please that $10,000. Can we just wait till Jim gets on for that one? I'm just setting this up because I think Jim might still be watching. Anytime you can anger Jim, it's a good thing. Yeah, it is. But, I guess we can move on from that. So Bryce Wilson, he, he at least did his part. You know, he kept the game close. That's when the pirates just decided like, we're just going to play out of our minds. And they had maybe what, seven hits in a row, I think, or it was like they five hits. hits in one inning. And yeah, and one was a blooper. And I think he walked once. That's why I have all hits, but Oh, it was. But yeah, the, I mean, the pirates just came out and just Dakota Hudson, seven earned runs, like just out of nowhere. Two and two thirds innings, the Pirates are up seven to three on nine hits. Cruz See, was two for three in the second or in the third inning. So I was sitting there thinking, like, man, this team would be 13 and 18 in September. And then if they could somehow pull off tomorrow, 14 and 18. And I was fully prepared to come into this show talking about that. Yeah. How, oh man, if we would have just looted this team up with young guys, well, it turns out the bullpen's a little bit important. And this bullpen blows. So, same old pirates. Same old pirates. But let's, let's at least talk about the fun stuff. Let's sandwich this in because we can finish fun. it with the bad thing. That, that third inning. That third inning was fun. I mean, listen, there's a lot of people that are watching or hearing this right now. They haven't had much fun this year. Like no, at all. I haven't. So that inning was fun. And let's let's at least talk about that a little bit here. And again, you know, I don't I know crew started off with a strikeout, but they were just stringing hits all over the place. Uh, again, like even Andwar got in and got a double. <laughs> yeah. Everyone had a hit tonight that started, except for Heineman, by the way. And Heineman, he didn't have a hit, but I think he hit about 13 people tonight with his bat. <laughs> or or foul balls, because he almost hit hit. He almost hit Bay in the, in the batter's box on a foul ball as well. Heineman had a hell of a night. Not, I mean, it wasn't good. All the wrong ways, but a hell of a night by Heineman. But the only one without a hit that started tonight. Cruz had went three for six, Reynolds two for four, 
with another, another double tonight. So he has 19 on the year, which Jim and I talked last night about. Like, how does Brian Hayes only have 19 doubles now? That's to me mind boggling. Brian Reynolds. What did I say? Brian Hayes. Him too. Why does Brian <laughs> Hayes only have 19 doubles? So, anyways, Casho goes two for five as well. Sawinski goes two for four, also with a walk. Hayes, two for four with a walk. And then, of course, Bay in one inning, but goes two for five. It was it was a nice, productive offensive game. Of course, all of it came in that one inning. But 15 hits for the Pirates and five walks. I don't want to take us down a rabbit hole. It's more something that I'd like to maybe discuss in the offseason, but that inning was very, um, I guess, reminiscent or similar to what the Guardians have done at this point. I mean, if you look at the Guardians this year, low strikeout rate. Parsons strike out that, that inning. Up there in sacrifice bunts, like what they call sacrifice hits, sacrifice flies, their top three. It's a gritty inning. And that's what, like, I don't, I feel like that's the next step of this whole, like, what's going on. God, I hate listening. These headphones drive me crazy. But I feel like that's the next step of what's going on. <laughs> I'm sorry. With you hate, Major you hate hearing baseball. yourself too. Cause we all, I do despise it, well. it. Drives me crazy. But I feel like that's the next step that we have going forward is that maybe at some point we get back to some goddamn fundamental baseball. Cause if you look at the guardians this year, they pitch well, they play great defense. They don't hit home runs. They don't strike out. Maybe that's the next step here. Can we please do something that is reminiscent of real baseball? It's more of my off-season discussion, but that is what I'd like the Pirates to get back to instead of trying to model themselves after every single small market team like the Rays that just, they've got to figure it out. It is what it is. But can we get to something like that? So I'm going to stop rampage that just like, because this is clearly off. an off season topic because I want to go, sorry. I, I want to go deep into this as well. So I guess like, maybe just a tease whole it. thing. I just, I don't it's... think you're off by much because think about Cleveland, their financial capabilities. When everyone's zigging, you zag. That's the, the, the key to small markets. Like look at the world's did, right? Like you do things different. You find the inefficiencies and when people are paying for home runs, Maybe you pay for contact hitters. So, we'll digress. In the league. Right. Right. And I also know that because when you bet on pitchers, don't take the over when they're facing Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyways, getting back to the game. Yes, it was yeah, a very piratey way for, sorry, the, for the Pirates to lose. There and also, I, I need to get it. Thing. But I'll say this with what you're saying. That's also not O'Neill Cruz. So they can't go full blown that way no. <laughs> because they have O'Neill Cruz. No. But to surround him with some guys that make contact could be nice. So, what? Or at what point? Teaching their guys how to make contact. At what point do we discuss 
the O'Neill Cruz defense. So back to fundamentals. He botched, he botched the ball. And of course, just sailed it over Gamble. That's, you know, we've, we've talked about the Chavis situation. Now Chavis bails out. Mm-hmm. Uh, O'Neill Cruz simply because of like his defense and such, right? If you have a capable first baseman, how it can help him out. But Chavis has inefficiencies because he's only like five foot seven. Gamble's a bigger guy, and Gamble is nowhere near that. I mean, that thing just sailed. There was no excuse. That was a bad throw by O'Neill Cruz. I'm not giving up on him by any means. I'm, I'm, I'm simply not. Like, he is the starting short, shortstop next year until there's someone that's good enough to remove him. And that's why I said, like, I'm open to him playing other positions. And I think he's fine. I don't think it's going to take three years for O'Neill Cruz to learn how to play an outfield position. I think that's fair. Um, I think we are at a point though where like seventeen errors and you know like eighty four games, and it probably could be like twenty five is a little bit extreme. Fully aboard, he starts next year at shortstop, but the leash is gonna get a little bit shorter. Yeah. I've never disagreed with that mentality all along. The mentality I disagreed with was you don't even consider them a short. You already move them off. That to me is just wrong. It's let, let's find out. I need to find out. Mm-hmm. And you put them there and you give them every opportunity. Cause again, it's not as if anyone's moving him off right now. No, I fully agree. Unless it is Kevin Newman once again. <laughs> yeah, no, I fully agree with you. Just wanted to get the temperature on that. Mm-hmm. And, and again, like, page. I mean, I love Ono Cruz. I love the talent he brings. You just see so much potential. Now he has to create that into actual success. And you're starting to certainly see it. Now mm-hmm. defensively, though, yeah. I mean, he, and it usually is, typically with the glove, and he's made some of those glove errors recently, but typically the glove, it, it looks fine. It's the throwing errors. And tonight, certainly that was all on O'Neill Cruz. Um, but yeah, like he has to. And that's why I say it too. Like, I'm still hopeful. The things that you see, you feel like it could be cleaned up. I mean, it has to. And you got to hope that they can do it. But I feel like, and I'm not, I'm not, no one's asking from the elite defender also. But if he can do this at shortstop and be a below average defender, that's still a really good shortstop. Yeah, but I mean, like 30, almost 40 airs to shortstop in a year. It's a good bit. <laughs> it, it is a good bit, but. Granted, like, they get a real first baseman in there. Right. I mean, it might figure itself out. And I, I just feel like we keep going to this. But again, like. Tatis in 101 games had 21 errors. I'm not saying O'Neill Cruz will be Tatis, but I think you can see a world where O'Neill Cruz is. <laughs> yeah, not for those reasons, but like fundamentally as a baseball player, clean. Right. If, if Roger Maris's type of dude. If O'Neill Cruz is a Roger Maris dude, <laughs> clean baseball, right? Then. Right. I don't think there's a world where you can't see him being 
Tatis Jr. And that's what I'm saying. You can live with it. Like Tatis Jr. made 21 errors in 101 games, which is basically like an Ono Cruz pace. And he's the he's on the cover of MLB, the show. And there's reason for yeah. it. You know, and he is athletic. He also makes a lot of amazing plays. I can live with this if he, of course, is that elite type of talent. Yeah. I'm, I do think a lot of it will be, will be cleaned up. Um, there's definitely going to be a lifespan on it. Yes. It's going to be shorter than most of us probably want, but. Which, to be honest, happens to a lot of middle infielders also. It is, but, man, there's a lot we could touch on the offseason. Yeah. We get, I really, I don't, I'm really looking forward to offseason because I want to, I know, I honestly, like, I just want to see Cabran Hayes play shortstop and O'Neill at third. Don't hate that. We talked about that already this previous (laughs) offseason and during the season. I think that's what I want to see, but. Even like O'Neill in center, I'll live with. As long as he's not at first base, I'm fine. But I want, no I want, I want him to absolutely show he could not play shortstop. Which we're, 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 he's not playing well. But let's, he he deserves every opportunity next year. Everything happened this year. It's his rookie season. Like in my mind, it's his rookie season. Next year to me is the most important of like who he is. We, we see the talent. It's his rookie season. Next year is what's going to be pretty important. And hopefully it doesn't come with a sophomore slump. No. And I, I think we saw what we'd hope to see where he caught on late in the year. Mm -hmm. Maybe not in the field, but at the plate, definitely. And we've seen a lot of, a lot of improvement. So. I'm happy with where we're at with him. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, we can talk about the bullpen. Underwood came in. He gave up the run. Wasn't earned. Did have three strikeouts, but right. There's one game left. And I think a lot of talk we can talk about with tonight is who do we want to see as an Empire uniform for just that one more game? I think Underwood's there. Stevenson. I'm still intrigued on Stevenson. Yeah. I wouldn't hate him to be in this bullpen next year is where I'm putting it. Bednar came in, had an inning, and then, of course, DeYoung came in and takes the L. Tomorrow, if I, if I were Derek Shelton, tomorrow I'd roll in there and just burn every arm I don't want next year. You're going to force Charrington's hand? Well, he's I got to get Tommy John, so yep, I'd throw all of them. Dwayne Underwood, you go ahead and throw a hundred pitches in an inning. Don't care. <laughs> so, I would so everyone gets the Cam View treatment. Yep. You get one inning, 49 pitches. And until you get to 100. And then we're gonna move on to the next one. I don't want. I like it. All right. So I guess also what I'm going to say is we've pretty much talked about all these players day in, day out. Not a whole lot is going to make a difference tonight and tomorrow, right? So I guess the one thing which also doesn't make any difference of how he performs because it's all short sample, but it's the new guy, Anduar. You know, he goes, does go one for five tonight. 
Um, with his Pirates tenure, he's now batting 187, I think, which is ironic because I want to mind 187 hit him off this roster. But that's just me. <laughs> yes, I don't believe in Andor's talents. Um, but again, like this sample size shouldn't matter ultimately. But with that said, we've now seen him in the Pirates uniform. We've seen him perform. Do you have any thoughts on Andor so far? I did. I wanted to see more. I saw enough. Done with them. So I, you're just done. I, I, I don't why. have a use for him, man. Tell me why. I th- Honestly, Let me have an NS9 whole... karaoke, by the way. And we talked about the NS9 <laughs> uh, uh, power hour. You remember back back in the day we talked about Donald's dugout karaoke. We've talked about doing yeah. karaoke years yeah. ago, but anyways, I, I would we're going it. off the rails. But no, I've I've just seen enough. I think we've seen enough in his career. He's just not good. Especially, and we had a double tonight. 107, 108 miles an hour, I think. The talent's I guess there, but he's not good. Swing's ugly, man. He does nothing well. He can't play the field. He doesn't hit with consistency. He's just not good. Sometimes prospects suck. Top 100 prospects suck sometimes. We've seen a thousand of them. Well, there's... Let's look at the Pirates team. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what they are. We've seen all of them. He sucks. I don't need more. I'm good. So that's where you are with Anduar. Yeah, I'm good. I don't need any more. Okay. Fair enough. The whole like pirate like thing I say it was cool. That was cool. I don't disagree there. I, I don't. It's I'm always open to remain open, like my mind to be, you know, open and mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's fine. Nope. I'm wrong a lot of times. It's okay. Nope, I'm always right. But like that's just how I feel with Anduar. You know, I, I didn't I'm not gonna go too deep in this too, but I don't really believe in him. And like I just feel like there's a 10% chance that he'll make it. And so far, what I am seeing, I'm not liking what I see either. Yeah. Again, there's a whole offseason. He can come back, he can work on some things, who knows what it is. But what I am seeing so far, it's it's like this is why. To me, this thing didn't make sense. It just doesn't. It's just adding to a list of guys who aren't good. The difference is he's a name brand. He's Miguel Andujar. And he's he's living off of that for years. Mm-hmm. And I think we just needed time to realize like sometimes the name brands aren't good. They just aren't. They live off the name brand. When you hear your father talking about, well, this ain't as good as it was back in my day. Well, that's Miguel Andujar. You know, like it was good back then, but it's just not anymore. They don't use the best products. They're getting cheaper in the way they create it. It's just not a good product anymore. They're living off their name brand for years. And we got to get out of that. Man, he's no longer getting offered for Brian Reynolds with Clint <laughs> Frazier. Yeah. Garrett Cole. Imagine that. Like everyone hated the Garrett uh, Cole trade, which by the way, Landon Musgrove, like it wasn't as bad. It was not as bad as it's talked about. And of course, 
at the end of the day, the Arden trade was not as bad as it's talked about. But like, what if Garrett Cole was traded for the other trade that I think a lot of people would rather have had was Clint Frazier and Andor? What a disaster that would have been. That would have been much worse. Much worse. Two guys that were DFA'd. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm pretty much right there with Andor as well. One more day. But also realize that it's small sample and doesn't truly matter at this point what his results are. One more day. But yes, one more day, Tyler. And it's not so much to celebrate that the season's over, which that's something to celebrate. I'm ready for the next step. That's where I'm at. Like tomorrow at 405 is the last game. So you imagine another four hour game, right, Tyler? Maybe four and a half. Maybe we'll go five. Nine o'clock tomorrow night, cutting into our chill time once again. That that's the season's officially over. And there's now another fresh start. And it's like, remember last year at this time when we were thinking it sounds and looks like 2023 will be that, or 2022 will be like that yeah. bridge year to get the the bad to the good and it ended yeah. up not being that year. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm holding on to hope that once again, so 2023 will be that year. So, I'm, so I'm we're with, at that point yeah. in time that maybe this year is going to be that we're not going to be good, but we're, God, we're, I just want to talk about something relevant. Steelers nation says, when will tickets be free for the pirates? Are you, have you been paying for them? I'm pretty sure they've I'm pretty sure no one's had to pay for them at all. They're technically on sale, but everyone's got a friend they know is giving away. Yeah. When they're announcing tickets, when they're announcing crowds of 9,000, right? But you Brilliant. see there's like 500 in the stadium. That means 8,000 couldn't give away their tickets. So tells you that. Well, Cardinals are in town, so they got lucky there. <laughs> they did. And they all sat in left field, so they all pay for the cheap seats anyways. <laughs> Good for them. Right. All right, man. Anything else to talk about with this game? God, no. I just want 40 to minutes. the offseason. We talked 40 minutes about this team on the 100 loss. So, again, like I say, mailing yeah. it in. We haven't mailing it in. We're just tired. Um, I'm tired. All right. Let's get out of here. Once again, everyone, I really appreciate you watching. Still don't understand why. You're still here even 40 minutes in on this game. So with that said, we're out of here. See you uh, See you tomorrow for the very last time. Tyler and I will be back again. Bye-bye. Peace out, Girl Scouts. <laughs>